I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us, as always, tonight, a full team, Dr. Todd. Aloha. Sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. And producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Doctor, nice to have you back. Where were you last week? You know, I had some adventures, was up in Lake Tahoe for a week, went to Yosemite. So uh, it's good to be back, but I was drinking some good Tahoe brews up there. That Tahoe water. You're bearing the lead. Where were you during podcast time? Yeah, well, <laughs> you want to hear that story now? <laughs> I do. That's why I'm yes, asking. Yeah, we do. Uh, this is called a segue in the business. So my brother-in-law, we, we, I was following my wife the whole day, going nice and slow on the mountain bike, beautiful tour. And then at the end of the, the last mile was downhill. We've been biking for four hours. I've been going slow. I go, all right, I'm bombing. Even though there are all these signs that said, you know, Sandy, go slow. I go, screw it. I'm bombing it. So my brother-in-law, he's keeping, trying to keep up. He's a little older, but he's keeping up. And I'm waiting. I'm almost near the bottom. I'm waiting. And someone comes down. So are you with those people up there? Well, there's some old guy. He bit it real hard. So I, <laughs> so, so basically I ride back up. He's bloody all over the place. Helmet is helmet oh. is like in pieces. Uh, yeah, oh so uh, it was bad. Oh. So, but but he was all good. Nothing broken. But he looked like shoo. He looked like raw meat <laughs> all over the place. So we went down. It, so that put us like behind. And then we got down. But he was good enough to you. Know, we actually. After a big mountain bike, you got to drink a beer, of course. So we drank a beer, and um, he drank a beer. So like, okay, you're good. You're not too hurt if you could have a cold one at the end of the ride. But anyways. That's your expert doctor. Yeah, that was my doctor. (laughs) In my expert medical opinion, if you can have a cold one, you're good. Thanks to his clumsiness, we missed beer or not a beer. But I'm hoping you'll you'll catch us up tonight. I'll catch you up. Also joining us tonight from San Diego's first and longest running beer podcast, the hosts of Beer Night in San Diego, Captain Hey Now himself, Cody Thompson. <laughs> hey now. Hello, hello. And Mike Pratt. Hey. Good to join you guys. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Thanks for having us. This is rad. Yeah. I, I don't get like a lieutenant anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would Mike. you like? We could back that up. What would you like Mike. to no, be? No, I'm just joking around. That was funny. Captain Hey Now. I love it. Lieutenant technologically challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> king of beer drinking. Yeah. You're king of beer yeah. drinking. Yeah, there we go. Welcome to our show, guys. Thank you for having us. This is super cool. Yeah, thanks. Beer Night in San Diego is available wherever you get your podcasts. On Instagram, find them at Beer Night San Diego. You can find Cody on Twitter at 3 Zine. Mike, where can they find you? Uh, Pint of Hoppiness is nice. on Twitter. There's a, a character issue where Instagram allows A in front of it. So nice. Instagram is A Pint of Hoppiness. Twitter is Pint of Hoppiness for some reason. Instagram's more for you, though, right? You don't do Twitter. Though. Yeah, no. Tw- Twitter is just too much bad news out in the world. <laughs> right pops right up on. in your feed. 
So, and I, and I wanted to say, give you guys a little shout out and congratulations on your seven year anniversary as the premier San Diego beer scene podcast. Well, thank you very much. Well, Appreciate thanks. it. Yes. Congrats. Huge accomplishment. Premiere might be a little nice, but that, but we appreciate it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, and and uh, it is true. Hey, you know what? Our words, we're putting them out there. So if we're saying it, you know. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. We were fortunate enough. Jeff and I were fortunate enough to be on your podcast earlier this week. Had a great time. Um, and so we're real excited to have you guys join us tonight. So again, thank you guys for that. And would encourage people to check that show out and that episode out. And then hopefully we'll kind of continue some of the fun and, and the talk tonight. Sounds like a plan. Is our version of a collaboration. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We can't brew, so we can collaborate like this, and that's just as cool if you ask me. Talent has been brewing, so when he's got some ready, you're going to have to distribute. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, well, next one. <laughs> When's the honey ready? I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting on starting it just because I'm trying to figure out what our timeline for leaving for Texas is. It keeps getting pushed back, so oh. I, I need to make sure I can kind of plan it oh. around that. So I'm hoping to hear something maybe tomorrow. No, just start it, and, and we'll finish it for you. We'll drink it. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the drinking I'm worried about. It's the fermenting and uh, are you and just waiting kind of stuff, for uh, Texas to get warm enough before you leave? Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's not quite hot enough yet. So I'm waiting for not only that and then their COVID numbers to get to a high enough level where yeah, it's yeah. fully. Uh, we're just walking right into the incubator at that point. So no, we're just waiting to see if they're going to play football this year. That's what they are trying to make a decision on, and and we're trying to wait to get my son over there and moved in. But uh, I mean, luckily, actually, I, I'm I'm happy being home based on what i'm reading there and everything else it's a little more seems a little safer here and people are uh at least for the most part seem to be adhering to good uh uh social distancing guidelines and wearing masks better than you see sometimes in in places right now like arizona and texas which would be our pathway out there all right well hang tight but if, if you have to wait too long yeah. start brewing we'll, we'll take over that's the plan doc and i yeah, will yeah, no watch it for you yeah yeah that's the hop too i've got I've got the hops gone. That's my biggest fear, actually. That's why I told my family. I said, no, no. They're like, we need someone to come over and, you know, watch, you know, what's going on. I said, no, no, I need someone to come over and just make sure my hops don't dry out because they're, <laughs> they're phenomenal right now. I just need to make sure that we get, we get them to harvest. So, Listeners, we want to thank you for following us through our first year of podcasting. Please keep sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Follow us on our social media platforms. I like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like Beer the the Poe one and I like beer, the tall one on Twitter. And now you can check out our story and photos from our field trips on our website. I like beer, the tonight's theme return of the beer fridge. California is back to sheltering with beer in place. So we have to rely on beer pickups and deliveries. Once again, that leads to an eclectic collection of brews in the fridge. So that's where we're at. So how about if we start out by finding what everyone's uh, drinking tonight? Uh, let's start with our special guest. Cody, what do you got? So I actually, and I I picked this up uh, on Monday, I think it was. I was I went down to Society to pick something up for the show we did with you guys. And we hit uh, Bottlecraft on the way back in Solana Beach. And I saw this was available. I'd never even heard of it. But then you're, one of you, when you intro, say Aloha. So it's like a perfect plan. <laughs> I got the Maui Brewing Company Shave nice. Vice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. nice. Berliner Vice, 3.8%. It is. It says perfect for tropical days. It's Fruit Punch Shave Vice. So it's like a little throw out to the shave ice you get when you're in Hawaii. Right. And uh, packed with 
island favorites, including mango, strawberry, lilacoy, guava, orange, and lime. And you get a lot of uh, orange, lime, guava, and then a little strawberry on the back in there. And it's really refreshing, really, really tasty. I'm loving every bit of it. And one of the things we talked about with you guys on our show was getting into some sour type beers, some tart beers. And I feel like this is one that talent you would enjoy. I appreciate it. I'm making notes of it right now. I'm gonna, if I'm down that way shortly here, I'm going to pick some up. Well, you talked about how much you like the Pog from Stone. Yeah, yeah the Pog's a great one. You know, right along that same vein. So I thought I'd have something that throws it back to some of the conversation we had on our show, which was talking about some Berliner Weiss style beers. So that's what I'm drinking, and it's really nice. I think you guys would love it. Fantastic. Awesome. Mike, how about you? I'm doing uh, the Fruitlands Mai Tai edition. Nice. Ooh. I guess, Cody, we're both doing Hawaii yeah. stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii themed. That's right. Because we so, wish we were there. In, yeah. So this paradise. is their uh, their special edition of Fruitlands, tart, fruity, and frighteningly delicious. The sour, salty base beer lays down a stellar foundation for heavy doses of orange, lime, and pineapple, yielding a ridiculously tasty wall-to-wall tropical fiesta. It's a marvelous mix of elements that collides with your mouth like a full Fruit-filled asteroid of flavor traveling at the supersonic speed of party. So this has <laughs> orange, lime, pineapple added, and uh, that's their special edition. You can find these in the uh, the 19.2-ounce cans right now, and they're priced very well. I think it was like 5 nice. bucks for the can. That's a good deal. So, oh, that's good. It sounds delicious. Yeah. I would recommend at least a can, <laughs> especially after our conversation the other night. There, there you about, go. That's another one I think would be right up your alley. Yeah. That's we had. I think one. I may have had the fruit. I've We've had, had Fruitlands. Fruit we had uh, it at the beer fest. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had the Mai Tai version, so I'll have to look. But the for Mai that Tai one. version sounds really good. Yes, it does. Doc, what do you got tonight? I brought home some beer. I brought home some beer from you guys too, uh, from Tahoe, from our favorite Cold Water Brewing. But it's this one I'm drinking right now is uh, by Dad's for Dad's, an American <laughs> ale. Nice, yeah. nice. It says light, crisp, and easy to drink. This ale reminds us of Saturdays with dad of when beer was beer. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, our favorite, of, the and favorite we had, I was, I, I tried to bring you some, they have a Kolsch that even the mountain bike crasher, uncle, T, uh, you know, my <laughs> brother-in-law, Tim, it was our favorite. And I kept calling them, Hey, can you can us up, uh, some of that Kolsch? And they, they were just, they were swamped. So they, they couldn't, um, uh, yeah. they couldn't can us up next, next time. time. We'll have yeah. to go back. It sounds like a 50s beer commercial. Beer by yeah, dads dad. for dads. From yeah. beer was beer. <laughs> men were men. But, it, you know, that's what's right. Have your little about- lady bring you a can. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so this brewery, by the way, it's, it's an all-grain brewery featuring handcrafted beer and California comfort food. So if you're in Tahoe, cold water brewing, there you go. Yeah, that's a good place. Tom, what do you got tonight? Well, pulled out of the fridge, uh, Prost Brewing. I don't know if you guys can see that there. They're out of Denver, and I'm drinking their Marzan. Uh, it says there that their Marzan is brewed to be enjoyed as the high mountain nights turn cold and the trees become awash in autumn colors. Seasonal beer with a cult following. Our creamy, rich, and malty Marzan is Rocky Mountain Autumn in your glass. Prost. It's uh, it's. Actually, really tasty. It's a little on the sweet side, uh, but light and a real clean finish on it in my mind. So, recommend it to you guys. Got this one from a beer club uh, delivery a couple months ago. Nice. Joe? 
Well, I'm uh, doing the, like the back of Cody's uh, backdrop says they're drinking local. So I got Mother Earth, Buku, India Pale Ale. Um, and I think that's been on the show a couple times. <laughs> yep. Standard. Well, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Can you pass one through the screen? <laughs> yeah. It's all right. If it's good, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with sticking in your wheelhouse there. Stay in your lane, Joe, right? That's yeah. right. Stay in your lane. 6.5% light and fresh tangerine, citrus, and forest pine. So, yeah, the citrus and pine together, is, I like a lot. A lot. And that's the goal is to clear out that beer fridge. My wife was so excited that when we came yeah. back from Costco, there was actually room in the beer fridge, which, of course, was terribly depressing to me. I like it when my beer fridge overflows into the beer crisper in the main fridge. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to actually, I think to make that stick more, I'm going to probably cover the thing that says crisper and I'm just going to get some tape and write beer crisper in there and then put it actually on it and that in the main fridge. So then maybe that will become an official thing in our house because the beer fridge does get quite full at times. So uh, Jeff, what are you drinking? Uh, thanks to you and staying on our Aloha motif, I have from Pure Project, I have the Tropical Mist that you brought me. The, no, it's a good one. And the name, you know, Tropical Mist, Misty Citrus Blonde Ale. You know, it's it's got some guaviness to it. It's got some pineappleness to it. And it's exactly what you think a really good Misty Citrus Blonde Ale would taste like. So, yeah. perfect for it's pretty toasty in the studio here slash garage. And it's it's perfect. Fits the theme as well. Yeah. Joe, speaking of that, I, I still have a, th- a crawler of Sunset Crush for you because I, I, we came that close to drinking it the other day. I said, no, it's yeah. for Joe. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm, I, don't I don't know how many more people like keep from drinking it. So yeah. what do you got I there? I don't think Colin? I've been yet. So I'll, I'll Venmo you. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I, I just, I want to make sure you get a little bit of it. So yeah, um, I do. Well, I'm, uh, I've been on, an, uh, I, this actually, I had this earlier this week. I'm trying to finish these, these six packs. So I've been drinking a, a bunch of stuff from Epic. Brewing, not to be confused with Epic Brewing. Epic Brewing is located uh, in Salt Lake City in Denver, Colorado. Um, And then I recently found out and doing a little research that they actually have a location in Santa Barbara now. Uh, They purchased Telegraph Brewing um, there and are also making some beers out of there, which the good news for us as uh, Californians is we can have their beer delivered to us in California. We can, uh, you know, by mail. And so I would encourage people to check them out because I have yet to have a beer from there that I haven't been impressed with. So the first one I'm having is called the Lemon Bomb. It's called Lemon Bomb Tart and Juicy. Um, and basically, just like the name says, it's, it is, I'm a huge lemon fan. And so for me, the, you know, it's like this, the tartness of a lemon, I love it. Um, and this has it. So, you know, in terms of just kind of uh, ingredients, they use uh, the malt bills, two-row brewer's malt, flaked oats, and, and two-row carapils malts. Hops are Centennial and Citra. Uh, then they dry hop it with some citra, but then they also add in lemon peel and fresh lemon juice. And so it's super refreshing, especially on hot day. It's like this. It's like 5%. Um, I think it's, I mean, if you like lemon, uh, like lemonade and that kind of stuff, this is like the epitome of a crushable beer. I think this is one of those beers that if I was sitting around, I would look down very quickly and go, holy cow, how did I just drink 12 of them? Because that's how <laughs> like easy drinking it is and refreshing it is. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, shout out to Dave from Epic Brewing because he, he hooked me up with a few of these. So Excellent. So everyone has a beer in hand, correct? Correct. Yeah. It's a full house tonight. I was a little worried by the time we got done with our beer introductions, Todd would be moving on to another beer, but you still got a beer, right? You might Todd? be ready for beer too. Oh, I'm moving on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. Did you uh, pick a, another beer for, uh, when men were men? No. Beer was beer? I From the back of the fridge, I got the Life and Limb from Sierra Nevada. 
Oh, that's a yeah. good way too. Ooh, that's a syrupy, uh, sweet, yes. delicious. Uh, but not yes. not your you, you merge away from our theme of the uh, citrusy light stuff. Yeah, that, we've that's been a, very aloha. We were hitting yeah. that theme well. But the important thing is you have a beer in hand, so it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. We'll start off with our toasts, and I know, Talent, you've got a couple toasts for us tonight. Yeah, I got a couple quick hits. Actually, first toast, um, I'm going to give a huge shout-out right now to the Padres, because it is July, and they are still in contention. Tight for and first. For those of us that have been around for a while, know That's that usually weird. by July, they're already <laughs> sending out all of their top stars uh, via free agency and starting to talk about how strong their farm program is. Miracle and year. Just wait till next they're year. Tight for so. first. So it could, we are actually right now we're zero, zero games out are, are zero games out of first and we are still in contention. So that's my first big Not shout sure out. If it's COVID or pennant fever I'm feeling right now. <laughs> that's true. So that's my first one. Um, second one is just a few quick toasts and, and some news on some San Diego breweries. Uh, cool information for us. Pure Project. Uh, I know we all really enjoy their beers, and they are now up in the North County. They just opened up their Carlsbad nice. location down in the village. And so it means for us, uh, we don't have to drive so far when we go to pick up all that stuff. Like I said, it, their beer is fantastic. The other cool thing, it's right behind, I believe, Handle. So you can get some great ice cream at the same time. So uh, uh, pretty much it's a great, great day. You go down there, get some ice cream and get some Pure Project in Carlsbad. So c- welcome to the neighborhood, Pure Project. Another one I saw this news, uh, this was the last week, uh, but I think this is, is really great news, is that the founders of San Diego's... Um, uh, popular Alpine Beer Company, um, which was purchased by Green Flash Brewing back in 2014. And then obviously Green Flash has had some issues and everything else. Um, but the original owners, uh, which was is a father and son brewing team, Patrick and Sean McHen- McHenney, I'll mispronounce that, McElhenney. Thank you. That's even better. <laughs> They're forming a company called McElhenney Brewing. And they're actually are signed a lease on the original brewery and moving into the original tasting room in Alpine. And their goal is to be open this fall. Um, and I know we really like Alpine beers, their beers. And so I'm hoping that they'll produce not only continue to produce some of those, but then, you know, again, excited to see what they come up with. So I think that's really good news for, for San Diego and San Diego uh, beer scene. And then the other one, another local uh, is Rulier Brewing Company in Carlsbad. They have uh, just recently expanded and took over uh, the site next door, which has been what was Wise Guy. And then it was Papa Marseille. They took over that one as they are exiting or have exited the Igniter program. Um, and they've turned their lease now kind of into a standard lease. And so I think that's good news as well. It's a, they're another good brewery and another Carlsbad brewery. So that's kind of cool. So shout outs to all them and quick toast to all them. Cheers. 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 Tom has some toast for tonight. Yeah. How about that? Two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Ashanti Palmer. Ashanti Palmer's a, the valedictorian at her high school. And oh, by the way, everyone, she's never missed a single day of school dating back to pre-kindergarten. Wow. Wow. She didn't take a single sick day. She didn't skip school or anything like that for doctor's appointments, nothing. Why'd she do it? It's simple. I knew that showing up to school every day was important because even missing one day can set you back, she said. Clearly, her perfect attendance paid off as she obviously got the highest GPA in her senior class after all. And since delivering a rousing speech at her virtual graduation, she received, get this, over $400,000 in scholarships. Holy shit. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. And plans to attend Resselaer Polytech Institute. 
One can only assume she'll continue her streak of stellar grades and perfect attendance there too, even if the professors aren't keeping track. That's probably enough money she could go for twice, eight years. Yeah, I think she can go three or four <laughs> yeah. times to that same school. She's got her doctorate paid for. <laughs> I'm guessing she's not a big fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, though. No. <laughs> she should probably. She's actually going to watch that now and go, oh, oh my gosh. What did I miss? I don't know. All right. And I'd hit the local JC and pocket the rest. Is that an option? That's, no? See, that's smart, though. That's pretty well, Invest that's, it. That's invest. <laughs> Investing. Exactly. Exactly. She would have hated me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Todd, you got a toast? Yes. You know, to the greatest athlete I've seen on ESPN in a long time. <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend, the greatest of all time. Yes. Yeah. 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. <laughs> That's impressive. And 75. Impressive. Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. I mean, just, have you seen died. the pile, a picture of the pile of just 75 buns? What the hell? Yeah. Well, and the, the crazy thing is like the next closest guy is like at 40. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. like he just is winning it's by one or two. not enough to win. Like, oh, He's got to humiliate his opponent. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I agree. I, so I, toast to uh, uh, Joey Chestnut. Not, you know, I'll drink to that one. That, we, none of us could do that. None of us would want to do that, but we could do nope. that. <laughs> Did you watch the competition live? Did yeah. Track of it? <laughs> I started it. And there was something – Something about not having like the loud crowd yeah. around that yeah. they yeah. Yeah. away from, which was immediately stomach yeah. turning for me yeah. to watch. Like they, they couldn't focus on anything but the close up of the mouth. And We're watching the, the two guys <laughs> clean the plexiglass between rounds. That that was that was yeah. hard to watch. Oh, yeah, I should get a trophy for seventy five minutes of watching. <laughs> yeah. right. Yes, you should. Oh. Cheers. Yeah. Here's to you too. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, Todd, for watching it. That's. Cheers. That's impressive. Cody and Mike, <laughs> if you've got a toast, roast, or pour, don't be shy. You jump right in. That's that's why you're here. Mike, you want to go? Yes. I actually have a roast. It's for Cody. All right. Then we're moving into roasts. <laughs> no, let me do a toast first. Let me get one toast out. Oh, we got toast first. Okay. Uh, just right. want to toast beer night in San Diego, man. Thanks for uh, paving the way. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, of course. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. to that. And now... We'll move into roasts. Mike, you've got a roast. Well, actually, no, I, actually, I have some I'm toast just... actually too. So I don't, I don't jump straight into being uh, mean like Mike. I actually uh, wanted. To... See, I, I, I wrote out a whole list of roasts. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm sure you nice. Did. He's been waiting for this moment. Yeah, yeah. He's been lined up. <laughs> as soon as he found out you guys were going to let him do a roast on the nice. podcast, he wrote his war and peace over the. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes a few sheets of paper. Oh, That's double right. episode. You may want to come back good. for our Festivus episode for the airing of grievances. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, I, I think that's one Tom needs to be there for as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my toast, real quick, if you guys don't mind, I I was actually going to toast you guys for to congratulate you on one year of podcast. Thank you very oh, much. Thank you. Yeah, nice. you guys. Yeah, thank you. That's good. Cheers to that too. I think that that's a very important thing to talk about. Cheers. I know you guys have talked about it on your last show, but I wanted to say, you know, congratulations. That's amazing, and we're stoked that you guys are part of the community, and we're stoked to get to know you guys as well. We're stoked to still be friends after a year of this. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. There you go. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> awesome. Uh, another toast I actually was going to put out was uh, a toast to Caesar. He is one of the salesmen over at Virgin Beer in Carlsbad because yesterday was his birthday. So I was going to give right. a little shout out to him. Nice. Happy birthday. 
And then also I toast every day. So I had to do it again. I want to toast Wu-Tang. So (laughs) (laughs) cheers. That's my toast. Cheers. Cheers. Great toast, Cody. Nice. Mike is so warmed up. He's so ready. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hit us with some roast. All right. Here we go. So, Cody, this is the roast. Great. Sitting at the table with you for the last three to four years is a weekly reminder of why tigers eat their young. <laughs> what did I do to deserve that? I'm just kidding. I don't have a roast. I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. That was, not- uh, that was good. My toast is uh, actually <laughs> baseball is attempting to come back. And although the, the owners and the players have both looked like greedy people lately, I'm just happy to see that someone's trying to put together uh, a season of some kind. And uh, I also think it'll raise some public awareness of how many players are testing positive for this virus. Mm-hmm. And maybe people will look and go, oh, wait, even star baseball players can get this and how'd that happen? So just I, I'm although I'm probably not as interested in this season <laughs> um, for various reasons, uh, it's just good to have the sport back. So. That's that's my toast. That's a good. That's actually a good toast. We would agree. We do need some sports. We need some sports back. You know, in any, yeah, any. You can only watch professional cornhole for so long. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. We, we need more eating competitions. Did you see they have that new wing challenge TV show coming out? And I'm very excited about this. I'm going to be watching that. It's a pop yeah. podcast. Take yeah. your old bay, take your old bay hot sauce there, and oh yeah, hottest no, wings is that the theme? Yeah, it's like you have to eat hot wings while it's like a mix of a food competition and yeah. a trivia oh, show in one. And you got <laughs> both. So is there like punishment wings? Like eat the ghost pepper wings because <laughs> yeah, you got the answer wrong? I think yeah. there is, and oh, like, it hasn't premiered yet. But I'm excited to watch it. I I can't wait. But no, I'm not going to give them the old bay sauce. I'm saving that for when we That's can for you. That's right. For us. That's for us. Yes, Those right. guys can have their whatever. You know what I mean? They get their store-bought. Talent, you got some roast for us? Yeah, I got a couple again. I mean, like I said, you, it, it's, you, you look through the news nowadays, it's pretty easy to find roast. So I'm going to kind of highlight what I talked about. I mean, last week, I think I roasted people in general. So I'm going to keep that roast going. People in general, again, this week, you pick a story, you can find it about people just losing their minds over the most silly things like wearing masks in a store or whatever else. But I'm going to highlight two that I saw that I thought were kind of, I thought they were a little funny, but also, well, actually, the second one's very disturbing. The first one I thought was kind of like, uh, the theme of this would be kind of karma's a bitch. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys saw this story. It was like last week or the week before, but there was a woman here in California got super upset at a Starbucks employee because he wouldn't serve her because she didn't have a mask. Uh, So she got super angry, took a picture of the kid, posted it on her Facebook page with his name and was like condemning him. And, and, and she was hoping obviously that people would see that and, you know, go, Hey, you know, you're right on there's how, how could this guy not serve you and everything else? And, uh, for some reason, obviously she maybe doesn't pay attention to the way things are going right now. And she kind of misread the room, I guess you would say, (laughs) (laughs) and people roasted her instead. And then, uh, what happened with that is somebody even decided, Hey, I'm going to take this. And they sent up a GoFundMe page for this employee to give him a tip 
for doing the right thing, right? And so this GoFundMe page actually surpassed over a hundred thousand uh, dollars uh, by like some t- mid midweek this week. Um, so you would have thought, hey, end of story, right? You know, t- take your lumps, walk away. No, this woman decides, hey, that's not fair. This guy is getting. Rich. I should have some of that. Exactly. This guy's getting rich off of my name. Does she want some of it? And she's demanding some of the money no. because it's because of her that he got this money. And she's actually threatening to sue GoFundMe for defamation of character. Oh God! So again, people in general. Oh. It's not like she had to wait for eighteen minutes to get shredded cheese. Right. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> there are, yeah, there are certain lines we will not cross. Eighteen minutes for shredded cheese. We've decided now is that line. Um, I don't know how long she had to wait for her coffee, but at the same point, we talked about a couple things last week. Number one, you know, be nice and be kind to people. But number two, you know that you're being filmed and you know <laughs> the internet is going to take its wrath on you. So uh, in this case, you know, she probably could have got away lightly early on if she just walked away. But now she's come back for round two of, of probably getting roasted uh, now, more and more. So that, that's will my she first start one. a GoFundMe page so that to fund her lawsuit against GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, her legal yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah, you never know. So that was the first one I saw. And the second one, again, I can read this story and you guys probably would go, there's no way that that's true. Um, And I would say, I can't believe that this is true as well. But uh, I saw it on multiple news sites. So apparently it is a thing. And actually the the government there uh, has said, yes, it's a thing. So I know we make fun of Florida quite a bit. It's pretty easy to do. Not us. Not us. But I'm going to add now Alabama to as another state that I don't think we need to visit anytime soon. Basic reason being is that it appears that young people around the Tuscaloosa area are throwing what they're calling coronavirus party competitions. And so basically what they do is people buy tickets to come to a party. Uh, Someone at the party has been infected with coronavirus. And then the first person confirmed by a doctor to get coronavirus after exposure to the virus wins the money off the ticket sales. I know it's complete bullshit. And so apparently there has been multiple of these parties. Uh, They said probably even more that officials don't even know about. And so, you know, officials are trying to get the word out, shut this down. But I read this. It's like, I mean, we work with young kids and, and we make jokes sometimes about it, but it's like, how callous and and just uh, you know crazy i guess the only positive side about this is that the the city this has kind of forced them to kind of take it a little more serious and they're really starting to have to go out and and try to break up things and they've actually they passed the mask ordinance they were hesitant at first to do this but they have now passed that uh mask ordinance as well um and those types of things but i read that and it's like, again this is one of these things like people it's like come on so those are my roasts and hopefully uh this next week people will uh, behave a little better uh, but I don't have my fingers crossed. I could do a little something. I don't know, Mike, if you were kidding or not, if you actually have a manifesto you need to read. Tonight. No, I was just joking around. <laughs> I, okay. I, I went out of turn since it was a joke. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so. I, I put, I was thinking about this as a roast thing just because, and it kind of goes off what talent was saying is it, it's, I'm growing more and more frustrated seeing the videos like you're talking about where it seems to me like people are waking up in the morning and leaving their house with the intention of I'm not going to follow guidelines and I'm going to start a fight with anybody I possibly can. And it's just a ridiculous way to live. I don't understand why, how anybody could possibly think that that's the right way to act in general or to other human beings, I, especially if it's, a, it's someone you don't know. You have no idea what someone's going through and you want to go out and pick a fight with someone and 
it's like we all know what's going on in the world. We all know what we need to be doing so that everybody stays safe. But it's like people want to start fights and get into like altercations just for what? Like to prove some stupid point. And I don't understand why that is. And I would love for that to stop. But that's a I don't know. We speak out a little bit here and there. That's I outspoken on social media, which maybe maybe more so than I should be about things. But we were doing a disclaimer during all this time as well. Sort of like we're here because we want to hopefully give people an escape from the madness and the sadness and the scary things going on. So we were saying, you know, we hope we can just add some entertainment and some joy to your week. And if the news is crushing your soul and your spirit, like it is, I think a lot of people then hopefully, you know, listen to you guys, listen to us, and maybe you can actually get a laugh or a chuckle in for the week and feel like you're talking and listening in on a conversation with some friends that, you know, you walk away feeling a little bit more positive at the end of the hour or two hours, whatever length of time it is. And so that's kind of how we've been navigating it. It's like, you know, it's maybe there are certain things going on in the world where it might not be the best thing to get an escape. We should probably face some of this stuff going on head on. But at the same time, if you and Mike knows this about me, if, if you face it head on 24 seven, you go mad. And so right. you need a little bit of a break and hopefully, you know, your show, our show brings some joy to people and some, you know, a little bit of laughter and some happiness through the week when things aren't that funny and not really worth smiling about. So I'm hoping we can be that shining light in a dark world right now. Cheers. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers well, there you have it from the uh, consummate pros in the business. Right. <laughs> Captain Hey Now and Lieutenant, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Cody. That was, that was well said and, and appreciated. Yeah, I think nah, we're in the same yeah, well boat. Said. Yeah. And back to the fun stuff. Yeah. Pour one out. Talent, what'd you line up for pour one out tonight? Well, so I was I've kind of been looking back at a few of our pour ones outs, and I and I think some somewhere along the way we've kind of gotten away from I think what the intent of pour one out is. I think it's evolved into Tom reads the obituaries, which isn't a bad thing because I think it's okay to highlight. And, and there are people there that, you know, we do want to pour one out for. Tom took something that was conceptual and made it literal. That's Tom's job. It's, he's an engineer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, that, and there's nothing, and like I said, I, I agree with it on that type of stuff, but I, I, I feel like when, when we originally came up with pour one out, it was really more about, you know, exposing our ability to interpret and analyze news and trends to be able to make some uh, have some important for you know sight into what's going to happen in the future, and obviously the more beer we have, the more our ability increases to be able to maybe make some of those predictions and everything else. Uh, so with that in mind, I decided to kind of go back that route with my my pours this week. And so the first one is I'm pouring one out to childhood and innocence. Sorry guys, because uh, it's pretty much over and gone. Done. And I know this is something that's kind of near and true to all of our hearts. But as the planning and debate on whether schools should physically open in the fall this fall, and you can see all different sides of it, uh, I do want to talk uh, about the voice of one individual, and this is what he had to say, and, and this is why I'm pouring one out for childhood and innocence. This is from Brian Kilmeade of Fox News, oh boy. and he said, and I quote. Schools must reopen in the fall because life is full of risks and kids should learn that early in life because life is full of hurdles and you've got to find a way to overcome. So kids, sorry about that. You're five years old. You're old enough to deal with this. Uh, let's get back in the classroom. So pouring one out for childhood and innocence. You know, that was a, a motif that was resonated in our school board meeting last night that I listened to by letters in from parents. Yeah. Of, hey, of course, yeah. there's risks involved. 
but we need to work. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think that's the one thing we've talked about this uh, aside that the one thing that I, I, I found I have really come to understand more and more and come to grasp throughout this entire uh I know we're not, I guess we're back sheltering in place, but through this entire uh, time that we have been out of school and then now into summertime is that uh, really our number one job is uh, we're babysitters. Um, and so uh, that's our, that's the most important role that we play in this is that we babysit kids and uh, we allow people to go about their day and their businesses. So, you know, I guess as we say about bull sharks, stay in your lane, guys, that's our new lane. So All right. I think you're speaking of us as teachers, not podcasters, right? <laughs> that's a good point. Good point. So shouldn't the risk that kids learn like riding a bike in the dirt and like, you know, skidding really hard and maybe skinning a knee, not getting a life threatening virus. It's <laughs> a great point. Or watch, watch their teacher get sick and potentially die. I mean, right. I don't know about that. I think some kids develop some relationships. Oh, he was them. a nice teacher. I feel really bad about sneezing on him. Yeah. He was really nice, <laughs> but he had it coming. Yeah. Mike, I cut over you. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say my favorite one. My wife is a teacher. My favorite one through all the distance learning was, well, since I have to teach my kids now, you should forego some of your salary since I have to do it. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh. We haven't heard that one yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Uh, by the way, Mike, your wife's an American hero. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Here, cheers. T- cheers. There. If we had known that at the beginning, that would have been our first toast. Oh. <laughs> cheers to teachers. So, so that's my first one, guys. So, like I said, for those, I'm, I apologize. I know we all have older kids, so, but childhood and innocence is gone. Next one is, uh, and this is more geared towards a lot of our students. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, guys, but TikTok history gone. Um, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm cutting it. So, I just started following Joe on TikTok. What am I going to do now? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, you guys have to come up with another way, and we're going to have to find another place to post our dance videos. Sorry, guys. Dang it. Um, but. But United States is looking at banning social media apps from China, uh, including TikTok. This comes from Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, he suggested that they're going to be looking at this and they're taking it very serious because these apps, TikTok, pose a national security threat. Ever the voice of reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. They basically said, if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party, download TikTok. That's a quote. It also looks like India and Australia are looking into banning it. So again, like I said, TikTok is gone, guys. It's time to start looking at what's the next big thing. Uh, pouring one out for TikTok. All right. Gone. Gone. Never really understood what it was, so that's an easy one for me. You mean apps on our, our phones spy on us? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know. So, sorry about that. Uh, and then the last one, I know this hits much closer and near or dear to our heart, but guys, I'm, I'm beer. It looks like beer's on its way yeah. out too as well. I'm pouring Fine. one out for beer. Because uh, I saw this stat from the 4th of July weekend. Um, I tried to verify it. I couldn't find it in any other sources. So I, I, this is, uh, as they might call it, what they call it, fake brews is what I think the term they were using. But uh, they said that one in every four beers purchased, for you mathematicians out there, Joe, that is 25%. Oh, uh, I thought it was um, 20.8. Yeah, or, or as I saw today, one one hundredth. One one hundredth. I don't know if anybody saw that. But uh, they said that 25% of all beers purchased over the 4th of July weekend were hard seltzers. Um, So I think, guys, uh, it's time for us maybe to start hedging our bets. I was working on some wordsmithing. Tell me what you guys think. I like seltzer the podcast. (laughs) No. I like the claw. No. Uh, No. no? No. Okay. Um, So 
Sorry about that, guys. But anyways, that's I saw that. I said, I, I, you know, poke some fun at ourselves. I truly like truly. Yeah, truly. I truly like truly. That's good. Beer's not going anywhere. Been around since the ancient Egyptians. It's not going anywhere. And if I may quote uh, Paul, the shower beer guy, that's lies perpetrated by the man to bring the brother down. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Like I said, I couldn't confirm the the stats, and I've never been a math guy. Um, but I did see that one place, and you know, it, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep watch on that. Yeah. So this has been a lot of laughs, ha has and funs, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that great introductory cue there, Jeff. Well, right now the fiddles are silent. Charlie Daniels who made The Devil Went Down to Georgia famous, passed away at the age of 83 the other day after summer, suffering a hemorrhagic stroke. That's a good life, 83. Cheers. 83 is yeah. not. Cheers to him. Yeah. <laughs> Check in with us in about 10 years to see if we say the same thing. <laughs> right. Right. And then the other one that hit home this weekend was uh, Broadway star and Tony Award-winning actor Nick Cordero. Uh, who died on July 5th at the tender young age of 41 from coronavirus complications. So that that one's, I'll be honest with you. That's a super sad one. And that's one I think echoing kind of the points that Mike was making earlier, maybe about baseball stars and that kind of stuff. If you want to see if coronavirus is something that is serious, uh, follow that guy's story and see what did to that gentleman. Yeah. uh, Cause that is terrible. And um, my, thoughts and prayers and whatever else I can send condolences to his wife and his young child. But uh, I think that right there is one that should be front and center to all those people that seem to say that it isn't a big deal or it isn't something we should be worried about. I thought, honestly, when Tom Hanks announced he had it, the whole yeah. world would be like, okay, stop yeah. everything. Yeah. We need yeah. a Toy Story 5. I can't right. do this. I thought that, right. that we'd for sure be in the clear when I saw that. And right. Even Tom Hanks can't say yeah. that. I don't know. Right. Why. When, when America's dad tells us to wear a mask and we don't listen. Yeah. You go to your room. I'm sure everyone's reaction was, oh, Tom Hanks had it and right. he's fine now. Yeah. That was right. probably the reaction. Actually, that's probably more true. Cody and, and uh, Mike, I hate to be a, a bad host, but on this podcast, it's always, without exception, the delightful Tom Hanks. Oh, the delightful. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry. I agree agree with that. Rookie mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Seven-year rookie mistake. (laughs) Sorry. It's all good. Yeah, unfortunately, Nick Cordero's uh, story was longer than most as he'd been suffering off and on with it since uh, March. Uh, He leaves behind his wonderful wife, Amanda Klutz, and their infant son who turned one just a couple days after. Cheers to Nick Cordero. Cheers to Charlie Daniels. Toast. Yep. Yep. Cheers. 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 Big ears. This has been Toast Roast and Pour One Out. It's always hard to follow Tom on these. Tom likes to turn those emotional screws, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really too sad to go on. We really wanted to talk to Beer Night in San Diego, but I just can't go on. <laughs> How about if we pour another beer? Yeah, I was going to say pour one out on us. Pour another We're beer done. and uh, let's sure. transition that way. Who's got a beer? Who's got a new beer? I have the tail end of one. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm actually very close to the tail end of my second one, too. Me as well. I'll, I'll keep going. I, I got a beer. Tom, does this come with a happy story? It, it does, actually. It does, actually. Okay. All right, let's roll. Tom, start us off. Well, I, I uh, capitalizing on my trip up north a month or so ago to include Russian River and Hen House, who we talked about last week. But I have the infamous new Row 2 Hill 56 from Russian River. It's a pale ale brewed with 100% Simcoe hops, selected from the three original Simcoe-growing families in Yakima, Washington. That's a great beer. It is a fantastic beer. <laughs> that beer is so good. Yeah, it is. It, it's oh, it, it's got a little bit of grapefruit in there. Tom was nice enough to bring me one. Yeah, that's Mike's favorite Russian River, right, Mike? Nice. Yeah, when I saw they were doing a case for shipping, that was our anniversary present. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, this is a great beer. So I was able to save on the shipping, thankfully. And Mike, what did you open up there? Uh, I have Keep It Simcoe from Burgeon. It's a single hop. Speaking of Simcoe. Yeah, speaking of Simcoe. Uh, Simcoe and Simcoe Cryo with a two-row and pale wheat malt. And uh, this was canned like 630 so nice a little over a week old and they're doing delivery through burgeon so it's uh it's hard to pass up ordering a couple of different uh beers from them and have it delivered i i gotta get some more of that carlsbad crush i i thought that was fantastic their pale ale yeah cody you've started something yeah i'm keeping the the aloha vibes going because uh, one. Are you wearing a grass skirt? I am. Oh, nice. You can see it. I'll show you before the end. Your coconut uh, shells look nice. Thank you. They <laughs> do look nice. I just polished them. <laughs> but, uh, right when COVID hit, I was actually in Honolulu. So, like, this whole time I've been just like, take me back there where things were, you know, things were great. But uh, I'm keeping that train going and I'm doing the Stone Pog, which, Talent, oh, you said that. you love this beer. Yeah, I love that. I beer. got some fresh some freshies of this, the Berliner Weiss with passion fruit, orange, and guava, 4.7%. And it is, it's not as tart as the shave vice that I had at the beginning, but it's a lot more fruit forward. And on a hot sunny day, can't beat it. I mean, come on. That beer will put your thirst right out. Oh, yeah. That's, right. <laughs> That's another one of those where, like I said, you could sit down with a cooler and quickly look down and go, how many did I just drink? Exactly. Yeah, it's too good. Because <laughs> it's, it's so good. good. Yeah. Cool. I'm on your tails, Cody, but the other side of it, I'm doing a hop diggity. So double IPA, but it has tasting notes of tropical juiciness, sweet pineapple, and strawberry fields. So it is a fruity double IPA, which is good. It's good as Hawaii. I'm very jealous of your beer selection tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hop diggity. Those yeah. two Mother Earths are like, if I was going to choose two, I think those would be the two I would choose. Those are just so pheno- such phenomenal beers. It's not bad living in Vista, is it, Joe? Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, no. Not bad living in Vista. I moved from Carlsbad to Vista for Mother Earths. It's not great for napping with the sirens. It is America's home for uh, unsanctioned public art. But other than that, the beer scene is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Doctor, how's that life and limb? I'm done with that. I'm moving on to I've ha- found talent gave me a six pack of um, Ailsmith Nutbrand. I found one last remnant like sideways in my fridge, so I'm drinking my last uh, <laughs> Ailsmith Nutbrand. So thanks, talent. Excellent. Hey, cheers, talent. Did you pick up something new? 
Well, yeah, so I moved on to the next one from Epic again, and this is called their Tropical Tart and Juicy IPA. So again, I guess sticking with we're, we're doing a lot of the juicy. This one is, it says malt bill, two rower, two row brewers malt and flaked oats. Um, the malt hops were Citra, dry hops were Citra. This has actually quickly become my favorite IPA, especially of the summer. This It is such a good, tasty IPA. If you, I don't, you can't see it, obviously, but it's got a, it's super kind of got that murky look to it, but you can just, it smells citrusy. Uh, but the interesting thing, there's no fruit really in it. They don't use any, any fruit. Uh, but if you, when you taste it, it, it tastes, it's almost like, like I said, having like that old, it feels like you should be like on a pineapple plantation somewhere mm. um, <laughs> nice. in Hawaii while you drink it in the hot sun. So no, I, I really like this, this, uh, this IPA. So um, I'm hoping to get us some more so everybody can try it. Fantastic. Let's learn a little bit more about our guests from Beer Night in San Diego, San Diego's first and longest running craft beer podcast. Cody and Mike, however you guys want to split this up, can you tell folks that haven't yet listened to Beer Night in San Diego? And and for our listeners that haven't listened to it, you got to listen to it. Who you guys are? What do you do? What's your origin story? How'd you guys all meet and get started? Well, we started... um the podcast officially started in 2013, but the the idea started in 2011 when it was a, I started doing like a beer blog, essentially, just uh, picking up beers, writing about them, taking pictures of them. And so I basically met my wife and she was really into um, craft beer. She's actually the one that started to teach me and get me involved in. You're a lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she's actually the one who got me you know hey you got to try this have you tried this before no you gotta we gotta pick it up and try it and so because of her i actually started really getting more into local beer i got so into it that i just decided i want to start a blog and write about it and pretty quickly i was thinking about doing a, a podcast because i'd start getting into a couple of different podcasts um there weren't as many obviously now a lot of people you know there's podcasts for anything you can imagine but back you know in 2013 2011 there weren't as many but um i just was thinking you know no one seems to be doing a podcast about san diego beer so maybe i should do it i hemmed and hawed over it for quite a while and i was like maybe i shouldn't do it maybe i should maybe i shouldn't i don't know maybe it's a bad idea and i was actually at comic-con in 2013 and i went to i'm a huge kevin smith fan i don't know if you guys are fans of kevin smith um the director he does a panel every year at comic-con and i go every year except for this year because obviously we can't go but that's one of the things i look forward to most at comic-con is going to kevin smith's big like saturday night end of comic-con panel and he said something that just it just lit a fire under me uh and he was basically like you know when if you come up with an idea, there's going to be a thousand people that tell you how it's a bad idea and how you shouldn't do it. And don't listen to those people. They're just going to discourage you. And if you have an idea and you want to make art, do it. Don't let anyone tell you not to. And it was the next week that I started compiling and putting together the idea of doing the show. Fast forward a little bit. Mike and I, I think we met two years ago, three years ago. I think longer than that. Was it longer? Than time, time is... Time is flying with this virus, but <laughs> it usually flies in general. I think that was like three years ago. Yeah. One three of, or four. One of my biggest uh, faults is uh, I have no ability to 
of time. <laughs> if someone asked, what were you doing last Tuesday? Be like, I have no idea. I have I don't even remember. But, uh, so that's a, it's hard for me to remember that. But Mike and I met a couple years ago and we hit it off and I immediately wanted to hang out with him more and just fell in love with the dude and just wanted him to be on the show. And so he joined around that time. We also have another, we have Noah, who you guys met, who's the newest member. He's only been on for a couple months, but uh, there's another member you guys haven't met. Uh, we Do also we have to keep Noah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're trying, we're trying to trade Noah to the, I like beer podcast. So uh, he's right. a good connection with the, with the stone connection. Exactly. Well, that's fine. You can have the stone connection. We'll take the epic connection. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Noah's great. We don't have a show without talent. Though. That's a problem. <laughs> but, uh, I'm expendable. Joe's expendable. Tom's not really expendable because yeah. it wouldn't sound like crap, but right. the doc and talent can't go anywhere. So right. uh, you're going to have to lower your demands <laughs> on the trade. Your guys offer. Let's hear it. <laughs> just you know, send over a couple six packs, and you guys can take Noah. It just kidding. Oh, there we go. We, we love Noah. Noah, it was a huge, it was a huge honor to have Noah join the show. He brings so much uh, education and knowledge to beer. He, I mean, he's who I think we turn to for a lot of that stuff. And then also, yeah, who you guys absolutely. haven't, yeah, you guys haven't met yet, but we also have a Tom on our show, and he's been going through some stuff uh, personally. And so he's been having to miss a couple shows, unfortunately, but he's been on, aside from me, he's the longest running member of the show. He's been on since probably 2014, 2015. He's been on for a long time and he brings a ton of knowledge and a ton of just energy. He's, if you guys have heard him on the show, he gets fired up and he's, he's he's, he's fun to have on and he's, yeah, we just have a good time, but that's basically how we started. It started as a blog and Kevin Smith was like, Hey, stupid, why don't you do this? And so I did it. (laughs) Jay and silent Bob. Here we are now (laughs) for better or worse. Here we are now for For better. better. That's right. So Tom is a fellow Aztec. That's right. Yes, Tom just graduated uh, SDSU this year, so we're and we're super stoked. He's been chugging along for a long time to get where he is, and he's been working his butt off. And I know all of us are super proud of him to be Aztec alumni now, and I know he's really proud of it. He got the license plate frame. He's, I just saw him the other day. He was wearing the, the SDSU hat like Todd is. He's, he's a very proud Aztec. Nice. Todd's not an Aztec. He just pays for that university. Yeah, he, right he's gotcha. paying for the tuition, so that counts. Yeah. Pay for my son to go yeah. to school online there. Yeah. 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 There you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying for housing while he stays yeah. at your place too? No. Yeah. No, we got, he's, he's staying in a house down there. It's like, why are we paying for him to stay in a house when it's all online? But whatever. So he can drink beer with his no. friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's San Diego State. Come on, man. Yeah, my wife's an Aztec as well. And she nice. said that was a pretty good party school. Uh, it has its moments. Mm-hmm. Every school is a party school if that's what you went to school for. That's right. Like every that's school true. can be an institution of learning if that's what you went for. And I always tell my students and my own kids, strike the balance. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's what it's all about, right? Moderation. Yeah. Everything in moderation. It is I the key. Don't overindulge. That's true. All right. So I got a question for you guys. Uh, we are definitely all about transparency here. Um, and so we want to know. What are your individual beer preferences or biases? And then with that in mind, what was your first wow beer? What was the first beer you had where you went, holy cow, wow, beer can actually taste like that? Mike, I'll let you take this one first because I just did the the other one. No, you go. <laughs> You're the captain. No, <laughs> uh, the first wow beer was 
Sierra Nevada celebration. Mm, I got the thing for you. Chalk another one up. Yeah, but it, it might be Sierra Nevada pale ale. But then once I had the celebration on after the pale ale, I was like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that that'd be that'd be the one. But I was I couldn't think of the names the other night when Jeff and Jeff were on our show. But Red Nectar does that ring a bell? Yes. Yes. For you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. And what was the one with the? It, there was a dog. It was some kind of raspberry oh, ale. Yeah. From what was that? Some red, something red. Oh, I forget oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> no red red nectar, but red nectar was that out of like uh like it's summer. Yeah, Humboldt Brewing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where I got that? Actually, just kind of funny not to interrupt you, but it's really funny. So I was telling you, I lived down in Solana Beach at the time, right by Pizza Port, and there was a. They used to have this place there that was called Hamburger Hula's, and it was the greatest uh, hamburger that. joint ever. Yeah, all white, and you could go in there, and I think like on Tuesdays they had like two dollar mai tais. Uh, it was just a, it was an awesome place, and I had that's where I had red nectar. That's where it probably brought back that memory. That was a great beer. Nice. Mike, you're not just talking about Red Dog, are you? No, okay. not Red Dog. No, that's a different beer. Red Nectar had like a hummingbird. Oh, not a hummingbird. I think I had a, I had a glass of yeah. it. Yeah, you said something about a dog. That's why I was thinking Red Dog. Sorry. Or Red Wolf, but no. Oh, the wolf that rings a bell. Even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, I can tell Red Wolf yeah. and Red Dog stories. They're not pleasant, but I can tell them for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or Ice House. Embarrassing moments in beer. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think Celebration was the the real favorite back when I first started gravitating more towards like craft beer. Those were the treat beers then, Sierra Nevada, and then having the Celebration, and it was like, well, why can't they do this all the time? <laughs> I had no idea it was a fresh hop beer that was only brewed in, in the winter every year, but that, that was it for me. What about beer biases? Do you not want to answer that? <laughs> oh um no go ahead you go and then i'll get back to it um to answer the first part about uh biases and preferences and stuff one of the things that we i think all of us on our show agree about is there i mean we're not against it and we don't actively talk about how like it's not for us but the there are a lot of group there are groups of folks who actively chase like just something that's hard to get and just hard to get doesn't necessarily translate to quality or good. And so like we, one of the things we try to say is like, yeah, you don't need to stand in a four hour line and drive four hours and then stand in the rain and, you know, break out a tent and the camping chairs and the hibachi grill just to get like a 22 ounce bottle of something. When you live in San Diego, there's a hundred hundred plus quality breweries that are making core beers you just walk in and pick it up and you're out in five minutes and so that's one of the things that i think we talk about a lot is like yeah there's obviously there's some hype behind some specific styles and some specific beers but just because there's hype behind it or because it's hard to get or you have to trade like an arm and a leg to get it doesn't necessarily translate to being worth your time or quality you can go out and get beers like pog which you can buy anywhere and get a quality beer pretty easily it's not that hard um and then for me it's you know tale as old as time sierra nevada pale ale that's what really opened my eyes to uh what beer could be you know i was never into that like when i first started getting into beer the the light beer and stuff that was domestic stuff that was more like convenience beers but pretty quickly i got out of that and i didn't go to school there but i did spend a lot of time 
up at a uh, University of Santa Barbara in Santa Barbara. And I had a girlfriend at the time who was going there and I'd go up there like two weekends a month to visit. And so I was lucky enough to be able to get like Firestone Walker beers up there before they're distroed. A lot of double barrel ale in 22s were getting consumed at, um, you know, alleged, allegedly at parties. We'll study, do. study parties. Study groups. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so those are two beers that really jumped off to me and of course living in escondido stone it's right here the home base of the pioneers carl strauss pioneers right here in town so a lot of red trolleys stone ipas stuff like that which really you know opened my eyes and opened my palate up to trying new things gents can i just go on the record and say that's two more for sierra nevada that is right. true. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're trying to recruit you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you guys have covered San Diego beer scene in great detail. Clearly created some great relationships uh, with brewers and breweries. Um, so obviously we don't want to put you on the spot for favorites, but we do have a lot of listeners outside of San Diego and even some outside the United States. So if someone was visiting San Diego for the first time, uh, what brewery would you suggest that they start with? And which one would you say that they should finish with? So what are some ones that they, they have to go to? Cody will do uh, below the 56 and above the 56. There you go. How about oh, sure. that? Oh, okay. 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 Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Adjust my list. But sure. I like that. <laughs> um, so let's see. You have to do A.L. Smith. For sure. Down in North Park, you have to do North Park Brewing Company. Good one, too. You can visit the Rip Current Tasting Room there. And also visit Pariah. Mm. Hess is there. They have multiple locations. Right. Um, and then as you head north from there, let's see. Cody, you'll cover a few of these in, in uh, your part of the map, I guess. <laughs> my list is, trying to my th- list is some below 56 beer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my- well, you would need to go to Three Punk Ales, of course, and Resident downtown. I think that rounds out the uh, below the 56 map of, of must visits. And Noah will probably be upset with me, but I prefer the Stone Liberty Station location to the original mothership up in Escondido. So I would recommend that one. Oh, and Modern Times, of course. Right. Yeah, I would, I would definitely start off with Stone Escondido. If anyone hasn't been to San Diego before, but they want to get a look into what San Diego beer is all about, some of the pioneers behind San Diego beer. I mean, Mitch Steele, who was the head brewer for Stone for a long time, he literally wrote the book on IPA. So if you're going to go and try the quintessential San Diego IPA, you have to go to Stone and try an IPA from the source. It's it's an incredible experience, as you guys know. But for people who haven't been, I mean, it's like like beer Disneyland. People will come in. I've been to town with someone from Arizona who had never been there before, and he was taking pictures of glassware that was for sale and taking pictures of shirts. And I was like, really? And I'm like, oh, that's right. This is this is like beer Disneyland to a lot of right. folks who love beer. This is a big deal. So Stone Brewing Escondido is an absolute must. Carl Strauss is another one. I say you got to go check it out. Again, like Mike said, tons of locations. Depending yeah. on where you want to go. There's the Carlsbad one, which is the closest to me. The the main one, which is I'm breaking protocol here by going below the fifty six, but the, the main one in P B, which is like the main location is out. That's you gotta true. check it out. You're right. Um one of the first ones that always comes to my mind when someone asks me that question is Burgeon Beer and Carlsbad because they are just phenomenal. They're nailing it across the board, whether you like IPAs, you like Pilsners, you like 
stouts, whatever. They've got something for everyone. And the people there are so cool. It's like every time you walk in from the first time I was ever in there, it's like you feel like you're family with those people. They just treat you so well. And they're such nice folks. I also had resident North Park and Pry on my list. So now I'm going to readjust because of the new protocol for the show here. But um, <laughs> Rip Current is a must. I would say... Um, Stave and Nail, which is a uh, new opening place, a newly open place yeah, the Muscle. Nice. Um, they are focusing a lot on sour beers, uh, funky beers, as well as some hazy IPAs and some great stouts. That's another place, but they're not open as frequently as some places. Um, Northern Pines, one that I've been loving. Bagby is a must because you can go there. You can literally sit there all day. You don't have to leave. Great food. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something you guys, I'm, I'm kind of mimicking what you guys were saying when we, yeah. our show is you guys love Bagby as well. Nice. Let me think what else. Pizza port. Amplified in, in Miramar. I left off. Oh yeah. yeah. Pizza port, Bressy, yeah. pizza port, yeah. Carlsbad. Yeah. Oh yes, Solana. of course. All those places are must. Those are the places that I would definitely throw out. I mean, we've had people ask that before, and those are the the recommendations I think we always throw out to people. There, there's so yeah. much. I, I like I said, I think for someone coming here, you, you got to give yourself a week. Yeah. <laughs> give yourself a week. You could probably do a, a two days on the hot highway, two days kind of hit that middle area, you know, Miramar to, to hot highway, and then hit, you know, I mean that, and you could go two days down from there down to downtown San Diego, and you still have a bunch more left for, for that last day. Well, people will ask us, hey, I'm coming to San Diego for the first time. Where should I go? And uh, my answer every time is where are you staying? Yep. Right. Because yeah. there's going to be something great near your hotel or your whatever Airbnb, whatever it is you're staying in. Tent. And we also we also skip Mother Earth. Mother Earth is another must. Yeah. You're much like your Lost Abbey. Oh, Lost Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> that's another great one. Right. And you got it. That's the thing you start forgetting about all these. Yeah. Actually, the night after I was on yours, I was like, oh, I should have said this and I should have said this one. Oh, I should have said this. You, you know, you get kind of put on the spot. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Lost Abbey. Okay. We, we rattled off a, a lot of them, boys. But uh, it, so how about some like, how about some hidden gems? You kind of alluded to a few, but how about a few hidden gems? I would throw some hidden gems in. Um, Pariah was one of my hidden gems, which Mike mentioned, because they're not distroed as much. And from if you're not in San Diego, you may not have heard of them. You may not have seen them as much. Pariah, to me, is an absolute hidden gem. Staven Nail is another, I still think, hidden gem, even if you're not, even if you are from San Diego, because of their opening schedule, they're not open all the time. So some people, that's like becoming a white whale. It's like, I can't get there on a Friday or Saturday, but I really want to try these beers. Staven Nail is a hidden gem. I would also throw in um, Battle Mage as a hidden gem yeah. up in Vista. Mm-hmm. It's a place that's not talked about as much, but if you go there, they have, I mean, their beer board runs the gamut of styles and everyone is top notch. And then I know they hate this. And you get to sit on the Iron Throne there too. Oh, yeah, you love the Iron And if you ask them, they'll turn the dragon on and the smoke will come out. Which right. is like, yeah, that's a great off. place. Um, and I know they hate this. And this is probably Mike's answer, so I feel bad. I'm sorry. But New English, an absolute hidden gem, because I know Simon, the owner, hates to be called underrated because he gets called underrated. <laughs> yes, we learned that lesson. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> he was on our show and we asked. And him, again, I blew it. They're below 56. They're right below 56. But they're, I left them off. they're a massive hidden gem. I think because they, for some, their beers are phenomenal and everyone always says they're so underrated. They're so underrated. And we actually brought that up to Simon on the show and he's, he's like, never, ever call <laughs> us that again. Well, you don't say that again. Right. <laughs> oh, nice. So, Good job, Simon. Standing up for yourself. Exactly. But they are, I mean, that's why we promote the hell out of them because they're just that nice. good. We've had that same exact conversation with Joe. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got in trouble when we said they're overrated. So, <laughs> all right, Mike Cody, I have to admit, I, 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 I've never actually listened to your podcast. So, I'm going to start now, though. So, tell me one or any other new listener, what would be a good one to start with? What would be a good first episode to listen to? Do you have one? It's got to be the one with Jeff and Jeff on it. I like. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, good answer. answer. <laughs> where, where else is there to start? It's our it's our most it's our most recent one, and just like what like Noah said on the show, the best beer is the one in front of you. So perfect. why not say the best perfect. podcast episode is the is right. the newest one? And Jeff, Jeff I'm, I'm actually going to start with a different one because before I was on the show listening. The R.I.P. Ballast Point Indie <laughs> yeah. Beer episode is the one that right. you should start with. That was actually, that was actually going to be my second one because there, when Ballast <laughs> Point first sold to Constellation, because we're our show is very pretty adamant about supporting local and independent uh, beer, right. and um, we when Ballast Point sold, you know, everyone was in a frenzy. Everyone's freaking out. What's what's going to happen in the world of beer now? Ballast Point's gone. This and that. So we had we did a show to say goodbye and RIP to Ballast Point. That's the title. And Rip Ballast Point. It's called Big News in okay. San Diego Beer, gotcha. I think. But it's still on, it's on iTunes, and that's that was when um, Tom was on the show. We had our first host, Dustin, who's no longer on the show. But uh, we did a goodbye to Ballast Point. We played Taps, <laughs> which might not have been the most tasteful thing, but we did it, and then. Um, that was the episode we decided that we said, you know, to us, craft beer may be dead. Let's start calling it indie beer, independent beer. Yeah. And we, we got a lot of backlash for that. A lot of backlash. And it is what it is. But, you know, we, we just want to support local brands, brands that are, you know, run by small independent families, small independent companies. Right. And um, that's basically where that all kind of came from. It's kind of taken a life of its own. A lot of people are running with that now, which is super cool. That was the whole reason we, we discussed it was to say, Hey, let's cause the reason why we said it is because like anyone like Anheuser-Busch or Miller or Coors, anyone can say, I make, we make craft beer cause we craft it with our hands. Great. That's, that's awesome. No one in those large out of the country corporations like Constellation, which is who owned Ballast Point and they've now been repurchased by someone else. Those big corporations can never say we are independent. independent right. So they can co- they can take craft from us all they want. They can't take independence right, from right. us. So that's why we said what we said. Yeah, I like that's it. your one to start with, Doctor, because you've listened to Jeff and to me for 22, 23 years. We don't have anything new for you here. So you got to start with that one, Doc. So we had a question when we were on your podcast about how you handle a, a sub quality beer, a beer you don't like, how do you handle that? Armpit beer. Ooh, Mike, I'm going to let Mike put that one. I need, I need to take a break. What, what do you mean? <laughs> how do we handle it? Like on the show? Yeah. How do you present it? You guys, oh. are, you guys are trying a beer for the first time as a group and it's not good. It's not quite what you think it is. Uh, we like to call it um, the beer has gone bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of, I'll take it, Mike. You don't have to. No, 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 no. It's, it's fine because there, there's some where it's like, it just under, it, it, it's, uh, it, it doesn't quite it deliver, right. but, but there's some that are flawed. Right. <laughs> and right. that's the whole, 
conversation. So I wasn't sure what you meant by that. So no, we'll say, I mean, if it's, if it, as you guys heard on our show, Noah didn't yeah. like a certain beer we had. Yeah. He was pretty honest about it. Yeah. If a beer's unflawed, we'll usually talk about it and we'll say, you know, this one's not for me, but good for you guys. Or if anyone likes it, maybe it's uh, something that someone out there will enjoy. Who knows? Because uh, there is a beer for everybody. Just because I don't like it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you guys wouldn't like it or someone else out there listening wouldn't like it. If a beer is actually flawed like structurally flawed and like whoa that is should not be getting served there's there's some times when we'll you know maybe we should skip it just because especially if it's a new brewery there's some there's that sort of unwritten rule about if someone's just getting off the ground hey you know you give it a shot it's not up to snuff you go back in three months and give it a try and if it's still not up to snuff that's when you can say yeah this place is punk it's not for us but um everyone has growing pains everyone has learning experiences to figure out so we try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and our whole my whole focus at least for the show when i first created it was we don't necessarily ever want to be a negative source for local businesses because these are people's livelihoods and stuff there's definitely a, a thing about being honest you need to be honest because people do listen and take recommendations from, you know, you guys as well as us and other podcasts. Um, so there, we just, we, I think we like to give the benefit of the doubt from time to time, depending on, you know, how new they are and how old they are and all that stuff. I don't think we ever really pile on about a beer being subpar or anything. There's only one we've ever piled on about. <laughs> oh, what one? What one? <laughs> I have no problem. I'll say it. I have no problem with it. I don't even know if they exist anymore, but um, we were doing a show, I think two years in a row, we did a show where we did a, a draft type thing and uh, whoever lost by votes had to drink nothing but punishment beers for an entire episode. So we would all bring like a bad beer and you, we would all drink great beer. And then the one loser would have to drink uh, punishment beers. That's awesome. Nice. And we would all, br- we would always bring beer from a place called brew rebellion. And we just don't like that place. <laughs> Sorry. Anyone out there likes them. Yeah. We, we not, I don't think any of us have ever had a beer, Mike, that has like spoken to us from that place. Right. I don't think so at all. No. <laughs> They're in my own house. The few times I tried them, they were mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. And then the ones you introduced us to of like the milkshake IPAs, and all those, those are so bad. Yeah, just plain bad. Oh, they closed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah. But I think that bears to what you said is that, you know, sometimes we've even had it where you go to a brand new brewery and you're kind of going, ah, eh. you know, maybe they have one beer you like, the other ones aren't quite there, but you'll go back in three or six months and you're like, oh, they, they kind of figured this out or they dialed it in. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, typically they're out of business. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, that's kind of the way it works. Or if they're their own lo- little local watering hole and people want right. to go just because yeah, it's right. the closest one, right. you know. Yeah. All right. So guys, I got uh, another question for you here real quick. So, you know, you guys have been doing this for, for over seven years uh, of podcasting about the San Diego beer scene. What are some of the changes you guys have seen uh, maybe in terms of some beer trends, that kind of stuff, and then maybe even how breweries go about their business? Obviously, in, with COVID, things have changed dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, but, but maybe some things you can shed some light on. It just seems like things have gotten a lot more hype in the last few years. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but it, it used to be like, oh, this is a great local IPA. And, 
go drink it. And, and now it's like, no, you need to get the special release. So I, I don't know. That's kind of the way it's headed in my, in my book, but. I agree with that. And I'll add on and say, you know, in seven years, it was a, it seemed like a lot of, you know, core beers were what people were reaching out for. And now it's, you know, everyone's got a new special, this special, that, which is really, it's cool because you get, you do get to try some really cool new things, but at the same time, um, it goes back to people standing in line for things, you know, or like driving out of town to get something. It's like, well, this beer for some reason is hyped up and I got to have it, but you know, doesn't that really doesn't mean that it's great it doesn't mean that it's better than something you can get at a local brewery just by walking in and obviously we see beer trends change you know west coast ipas were the name of the game forever that's what everyone was going for the big pine bombs you know a lot of resin in those beers and just super hop to the nines you know back in the day we were seeing the ibu wars we talk about whereas like who can get to like 99 ibus or over 100 ibus where it's just so freaking hoppy and so bitter and now we're starting to see, you know, the hazy beers are taking over. Everyone's loving hazy beers. Everyone's loving, uh, you know, lower bitterness, but you're still getting that tropical flavor out of the hop and some of the yeast that adds to that tropical flavor, which is, I think it's pretty cool because it it does open the world of beer up to a lot of people because if someone doesn't want like a ruination from a stone. Right. You know, they can go get a like a hazy IPA from like a Burgeon or a Resident or a Pure Project, and they're still getting into local beer, but they're it's something that agrees with their palate, which is great. Another thing that I've seen in the last uh, couple years really is there's a lot more equity going on with um, breweries because we're, we've seen there's been some issues with breweries, and we don't need to get into a whole thing about it, but especially nowadays – you know, with all the protests going on, we're seeing a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff, and we're and we're all 100% support of that. We're all in, and um, you know, people are taking initiatives and working together and doing like like the Black is Beautiful is coming out right. soon, and they're raising money for you know charities and to. There's, have, there's a few of those out now. Yeah, I'm, excited. I'm yeah. really excited to try those, and breweries are working together to make beer local beer or beer throughout the country a more welcome space to everybody not just guys that look like me that are like you know a little heavy set with a beard it's it's open handsome there i think you know they're it's it's opening up the the brewing space and the world of beer to you know to women to people of color right. to people right. from all different backgrounds and i think that's great because when you say there's a beer for everyone in my opinion that does mean everyone and this is a, it should be a safe, welcome space for everybody. So I think it's great that breweries are taking a huge step towards letting it be more welcoming to everyone, for, regardless of what your background is. And I think that now we're seeing a big push in that, and that's really important. And we, we 100% support what that's all about. Very good. Well said. You had a much better answer than I did. <laughs> Believe that one. Bang. Yeah, cut mics out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The podcast is Beer Night in San Diego. They've been doing it a long time, and they know their beer. They know how to have a good time, and they know San Diego. Check them out. Cody, can you remind folks how they can find you in the podcast uh, and social media connections? So you can find us online, uh, Instagram at Beer Night in San Diego. Um, I'm at 3BZine on Twitter. Um, beer night in San Diego.com or 3bzine.com. They both go to the same page. And of course, uh, any pl- podcast platforms you enjoy, we should be there. And uh, if not, 
let us know or maybe find another one where we are there and let's uh, have right. fun that way. <laughs> They've been doing this for seven years at very high level. I highly recommend you guys check them out. Oh, thank Definitely. you very much. Yeah. Well, thanks. Definitely. And Cody and Mike, your extensive beer drinking experience and knowledge just may come in handy now. Doctor? Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. So Cody, Mike, here we go. Here's how this game show works. I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. One's not a real beer. This one I thought of, I don't know, while I was watching my brother-in-law become hamburger face on the mountain bike trail. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I'm going to name four beers. Here we go. Figure out which one is not a real beer. Which one did I make up? And at the end, you're going to hold up beer. You're going to finger one, two, three, or four. Here we go. Beer number one is Lincoln's. Oh, by the way, since I wasn't here on July 4th, you know, I'm still patriotic, even though it was, you know, a week away. We're going we're gonna to stick with it. We're going with the patriotic theme. We're going July 4th. Here we go. Beer number one, Lincoln's Lager. A lager, Lincoln's Lager. Beer number two. Nice. Brew free or die IPA. Some of you might have a hint on that one. Here we go. Beer number three. Ale to the chief. Ale to the chief. And beer number four. Too cool for British rule. I'll go through them one more time. You guys got to wait. Don't, don't, don't hold your fingers up yet. Beer number one. Like confident. One, Lincoln's Lager. Two, Brew Free or Die IPA. Three, Ale to the Chief. Or four, Too Cool for British Rule. Okay, gentlemen, on the count of three, you're going to hold up a finger. Ready? One, two, three. Talon says one. Cody says four. Joe says four. Tom says one, Mike says four, and Influencer says four. All right, here we go. Number four. Beer number one, Lincoln's Lager, really is a beer from Rolling Meadows Farm Brewery just out of Springfield, Illinois. There you go. Lincoln's Lager, Springfield. Oh, that's there a good, good city that to have that beer. Springfield. Yeah, I've never had it, so it makes sense. And all of you, no one chose number two, right? Because brew free or die is 21st Amendment, right? Mike's from San Francisco, so if, if he right, didn't right. know that, he, he <laughs> that that was that was the, the the laugh at option. <laughs> and their, yeah. their label has a fun Mount Rushmore uh, depiction. That's a good that's one, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. All right, that's an awesome beer number beer, three, yeah. Ale to the Chief, is actually from Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. And as a few of you guessed, the beer I made up, I pulled out of my sphincter, was too cool for British rule. It should be a beer. How great! Like American Pale Ale, like great name. American Pale Ale. That's a very clever name. It is. Yeah, is that going to be an I like brewing? Love it. I don't know. Ours are pretty standard. I like beer. The Kolsch. I like beer. The Lager. I like. We don't have a whole lot of thought there. We'll just skip right over the English barley wine and go for American barley wine on that one. Right. Too cool for British rule. I like that and one. And then Mike will come up and drink all of it for you. There you go. I, I want to have a beer with you two boys one of these days. 
Oh, I can, right. we can't wait. We, we could get there plan. someday. Got a plan because we're going to get the Old Bay uh, hot sauce yeah, yeah. and we're going to have a big uh, party All up right. at the Palapa. Right. Oh, yeah. real quick, not to take up too much time, but after the show we did, I let Mike try the Old Bay hot sauce. So now he can actually weigh in on the Old Bay hot sauce. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I could see why it's sold out. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> Very good. Yes. All right. Stick a button on it, doctor. This has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next time for some good time fun. Thank you, Dr. Todd. Thank you, Cody, Mike, and Beer Night in San Diego. We appreciate the support you've given us on social media and on your podcast. But before we sign off, we made a major announcement on the Beer Night in San Diego podcast last week. Cody has joined Jeff and Jeff in the founding of the Books and Beer Club, which does need a much better title. So what's going to be our first read? <laughs> I'm excited. But I was Once we were done recording, by the way, I did go in and brag to my wife about how I was excited about this. So I, that, that'll tell you I'm in because if you guys can't hold me accountable, she can. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to do some debating on our first read. I told you, I actually, you know, as most things, I went and said, oh, I'm going to do, a, this can't be a, this is a brilliant idea, so it has to have already been thought of. So I looked online and I actually found a place called porchdrinking.com. So I'll give them a shout out. And it's a place that does a beer and book club. So I, I looked at a couple of theirs and they, they're kind of cool because they actually pair a, a book and a beer for the month to try. And then they talk about that. So I thought that was kind of an idea. So we can say, well, this book would pair really well with this type of beer. So what title did you pick for it? I picked this, this, it's called Richard Preston, the wild trees. Uh, so Richard Preston is an author. I don't know if you guys, uh, I read his book. Um, I don't even know how many years ago, but it was called the hot zone, uh, about an Ebola breakout. It, it scared the crap out of me reading it. Um, and, uh, but this one isn't about that. This is actually, a, it takes place up in Northern California in the redwoods. Looked like a pretty interesting read. It came off of that porch drinking.com. So I said, we take a look at that one. If you guys are interested, if not come up with some other ideas and we'll figure it out. I'm all in. No, no. We need someone to take charge here. Are you in, Cody, for uh, Richard Preston's Wild Trees? Wild Trees. I'm all in. I'll order it as soon as we're done, and I'll get Perfect. started. Mine just showed up today, so I'll start. Shouts on, or me too? Yeah, I'm on it. I'll take care of it as soon as we're done here, and I'll order it, and I'll get I'll get cracking. Joe, you're in too? I'm in too, yes. I'm yeah. Todd, I don't think they made a move. Joe only listens to audio business books. He can't be in. I just finished a Wu Tang book. Yeah, if you guys no want to read or... We should do a Wu Tang book at some point. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just read the second book by Rizza from Wu Tang. If you guys want to get <laughs> on that. that, that might be book number three. <laughs> I don't know what beer you pair with that, but hey. <laughs> for sour. <laughs> all right, we've we've got our book, and we will we'll put the plan together for that, and we'll all throw it out on social media. Maybe we'll see if anyone wants to join us in a, in a read and. Maybe we'll zoom together to, to Absolutely. chat it up. I know one other person who I think would be excited about it, so I'll reach right. out to them. Sounds good. I know one other person. Cheers North That's County exactly. might be interested. That's who I was he, going to He's been yeah. – Cheers North County. That's who you're thinking yeah. of. Okay. How is he not a Jeff? I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a Ryan, but uh, he's a really good dude. He just wrote his own book, so maybe we need to throw that in there. That's another one. Maybe there, there yeah. we go. No, he did, good uh, suggestion. He did. His, right. He wrote his own book and self published it. So maybe that's something we need to throw in the old repertoire. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you to Cody Thompson, Captain. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pratt, Lieutenant. My wife's an American <laughs> hero from Beer Night in San Diego. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's better. There we go.
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hang up here. Thank you, listeners. Keep sharing our little podcast. We'd love to keep talking and drinking, but right now, we got to run. The devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat. And he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been. He played, found a mountain, run, boy, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. The chicken in the bread pan, a picking out dough. Granted, we a dog fight, no child, no.